You're listening to Small Steps for Big Goals, the podcast for the new overwhelmed entrepreneur. I'm your host, Kate Carter, mindset coach and business mentor. This podcast is created for new entrepreneurs, business owners and coaches who are feeling completely overwhelmed and is dedicated to showing you the small steps you can take in your business to get you big results. Together, we'll explore the small shifts you can make in your mindset, energy and strategy, which will have the biggest impact on your success. If you're feeling like a misfit in the business world, if you feel like having a business is overwhelming, complicated and confusing, then this is a podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Steps for Big Goals. So I'm going to start this episode by posing a question about social media. How many of you feel that you are driven by the likes, the follows and the comments in social media? Because I really want this episode to be around supporting you in small shifts, obviously, around mindset and strategy around social media. Because I feel that there can be so many expectations and pressures on new businesses to get more followers, to get more engagement, to get more likes. And yes, obviously, social media is there as a support. It's there as a tool, but it is not there as an expectation or a pressurized container. So first of all, let's just look at what social media can support us with. And when you look at it as a supportive tool, it can be incredibly powerful. So I pinch myself on a regular basis because I get to speak to so many different people from across the world. That just amazes me. And if I think about, you know, back to my 17, 18 year old self who really love languages one of the reasons I followed learning a language and wanted to learn Spanish and French was because I wanted to meet people from different cultures and different um, countries because that just excited me and lit me up. I just love, I, I just love people. I love finding out how they live, their habits, their cultural sort of differences, all of it. So to be able to bring that into my business absolutely excites me and lights me up. So that is one of the wonderful things about social media and the internet. It is also there for that reach. So sort of a side note on that, that reach that we get because we have this as a supportive tool. But there is the dark side, as with everything, the dark side of social media. Like I said, that pressurized container of posting just to get follows, to get likes, to get comments. And I get it. I really, really do. I remember when I went over sort of the thousand follower mark, I was like, yes, this is it. But it doesn't necessarily mean more clients um, and more engagement. So just keeping that in the back of your mind and really kind of shifting how you see social media can be really supportive for you. So that's kind of what I want to focus on today. The first thing I really want you to focus on is opening your mind to the possibility that not all of your clients are going to come through social media or they may not come through the way that you're expecting them to. So, for example, I have currently two clients who are not in my Facebook group, who are not, we're not sort of um, friends through Facebook group at all. One of them came through Instagram. One of them came through um, a recommendation. So I really kind of want to just open your mind to, to being receptive and open <laughs> to saying that word again, because I think it's so important, open to different ways of signing clients because it's not always going to be the way that you think it is and I think sometimes we can get really caught up in I'm putting all of my energy into Instagram or TikTok or Facebook Facebook group or LinkedIn 
and I'm not seeing the clients come through that way. And sometimes it's because energetic wise, we're blocking the fact that we could be receiving them in another way. So really just opening your mind and being receptive to having clients come into you in different ways is one of the really big things that can support you there. Number two is getting rid of the shoulds of the have and the have tos. If you know me at all, you will know that I'm really, really not a big subscriber to these shoulds and have tos. And that is because for so long in my own personal life, they ruled my day to day living. And so I think it's now that I'm on the other side, I think it's really important that I'm one of those spokespersons that's saying, please don't let these shoulds and have tos rule any part of your life, because once they do, they stick and it's really difficult to shift them. It does take a lot of mindset, energetic work to shift those shoulds and have tos because they have become habits over time. So if you're bringing this into your business, I really, really advise you to kind of take that metaphorical metaphorical step back, have that bird's eye view on your business and think, am I doing this because I think I should and I have to do this? Or am I doing it because I want to? Because that brings me into the next thing. In order to create a sustainable business, you have to be doing something that you kind of enjoy. Now, there are going to be bits of your business that don't light you up. I think in the online space at the moment, there is a lot of if you don't find joy in it, don't do it. And I think my personal opinion is obviously your your genius, like the core part of what you're doing in your business absolutely should light you up. Like if it's not, we need to look at that. But the bits that surround that, so the marketing or the content creation or the admin side of things, the systems and things, those are the bits that we may not love all of the time, but we have to kind of either get support in them. There is an element of learning to love some of them, I think. Um, but especially if we take the systems and things like that, that's quite easy. I say easy. I'm doing that in inverted commas, but it can be quite straightforward to outsource that. In terms of marketing and content and things like that, we do kind of need to to get to a place where we're creating content in a way that is in alignment with us. So if you are, so I had this conversation last week and I was talking to a client and we were talking about different ways of content and this shoulds and have tos came up around I have to be on social media I have to be on Facebook and you could just see from their body language that they weren't really into it at all and so I asked the question you know why do you feel the need to be in social media and it was because of these shoulds and have tos well this is the way it's done this is what other people have told me I need to do and as we were talking it was very clear that one of the things that she loved doing was writing and blogs and so we kind of flipped it, flipped it and said, well, if that's what you enjoy doing, then focus on that as your marketing, focus on that as your content creation, because that is going to lead to a sustainable business, because there is a, there's something in that that you enjoy. That is how you enjoy getting your content out there. So do that. Get rid of the shoulds, get rid of the have tos around social media and focus on your blog posts. So full sort of full permission here for you to do the same. Is there an aspect of content creation, of being visible that you actually do enjoy? In which case, do that because you're more likely to show up time and time again, which leads to a sustainable business rather than you trying to do something because the shoulds and the have tos are there. And then finding out three months, four months down the line that you're either completely burnt out or actually you just don't want to do it anymore. So have a think about that one because I think that's a really important one. 
The other points that I want to make about social media are smaller audiences don't necessarily mean that you have less clients. The more that I'm doing what I'm doing, the more coaches that I speak to, the more new businesses that I speak to, it's not about the audience size. It's about the way you interact with that audience and the way you provide value and the conversations and the connections you're having with that audience. So again, full permission here to kind of change that perspective a little bit. If you are currently focusing on the followers, on the likes, on the comments, how much are you actually doing behind the scenes? How many conversations are you having? How many connections are you having? How many people are you talking to on a regular basis with the audience that you currently have? Because I promise you, the clients come from the connections. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. And one of the ways is through having conversations and actually seeing you as somebody behind, from behind sort of the computer becoming real life, if that makes sense. What I mean by that is... You become somebody more than just a name. You become somebody more than just a coach. You become, for example, I become Kate rather than Kate the coach. Does that make sense? So it's much more of when people actually get to talk to you and actually get to communicate with you and have a conversation with you, you become a real person. And when you become a real person, people are more invested in you. They have a connection with you. They're more likely to go, actually, I really connected with Kate. I would like to know what it's like to work with her. So really reducing this pressure on yourself around likes and comments and followers and actually focusing on the conversations, the connections, those sort of things that you're actually having on a regular basis. That can be so much more powerful than the size of your audience. And the last thing I want to talk about social media is if you're focusing on the followers and the likes, you're more likely to be less consistent in what you're putting out there because you will be looking at one post and go, well, that, that was a rubbish post because nobody liked it. So I'm just going to delete that and never do anything like that again. And you're chopping and changing. What I really support my clients with, and I know a lot of people out there do this as well, is keeping with a simple strategy and keeping with it for a long period of time before you actually look at the data behind that. So really keeping it simple in terms of, now I kind of obviously work with, individuals in a way that works for them so everything is very very different depending on the client that I'm working with but we get an idea of consistency we get an idea of what we want to share in our content um, we get an idea of things like creating value creating that service and also selling because selling is a huge part even if we don't want to admit it to ourselves at the start of our business <laughs> but it is it has to be in there so we create a simple strategy around that and we stick with it for a minimum of three months and then we look at it and go, OK, let's look at the bigger picture here rather than individual posts and comments. Is there any kind of trends or patterns here? Can I see the ones, the posts or the bits of content that I wrote or that my clients wrote that are actually really resonating with people and they're taking that next step? Those are the ones that we can then tweak. And we can repurpose and we can put out there And it's much more consistent not only in the amount of times that you're posting, but consistent in your approach to social media, because you're not focusing on the individual posts, the likes and the follows. You're actually having that sort of overview and you're keeping it simple with your strategy and then looking at the data the other side. And the other thing to bear in mind with that as we're talking about data is to have a good 
time span before you look at the data i know i've just said that but i kind of really just want to go into that because i know as soon as i say look at the data people will start looking after every single week or after every single day and i really kind of want to just emphasize having a good solid amount of time here so three months i always do as minimum you might want to do a little bit more but then looking at the data behind it and it's easy to do if you're completely new um facebook and instagram do like each other and they do talk to each other. So if you've got a Facebook business page, you can do through this through the Meta Business Suite and you can have a look at your data that side. Obviously, if you've got Instagram, you can look at Instagram. TikTok is very much the same, LinkedIn, things like that. So you can actually look at the data behind it, whatever your one is. And that brings me to one of the last things I want to say, which is don't feel that you have to be on every platform. Pick ones, again, this goes back to my original comment of picking something that you feel that you can really get into and enjoy. If you hate the idea of videos and you hate the idea of being live, then possibly doing something like TikTok or Reels isn't going to be the best thing for you. If you prefer writing and things like that, then Facebook's quite good. LinkedIn is quite good for those sort of things. So really kind of think about the social media platforms that you enjoy and also that your ideal clients may well be using as well. So thinking about age range there, obviously younger audience may be on different kind of social media platforms. The older um, generations might be on different ones. So having a think about that so that you know that you are where you can get your clients to convert, but also you're in a place where you actually enjoy being on that platform as well. And I think just having that awareness around social media, making it work for you rather than it working you. And I think, you know, just realizing that it's your business. And I know I'm going to say this probably quite often in podcasts, but it's your business. You get to pick the way that you want to work it, that you want to create it, that you want to sustain it, that you want to build it. Otherwise, what is the difference between this and a nine to five job? So you make the decisions and get rid of those shoulds, get rid of those have tos, remove the pressure around those likes and follows and focus in on the transformation and the support that you actually want to help your clients with. Because I know if you're listening to this, you are heart-centered and you do want to make a difference and you do want to support other people. So focus on the service. Remove that pressure. How are you helping people? What would you think that your clients or your ideal clients would really like to hear from you today? What is the permission that you want to give them? Because they may be feeling pressured or they may be feeling stressed. How can you support them to have an aha moment or to to take that next step with you because you know you're damn good at what you do? That is where you focus. Remove that pressure from the likes and follows. And I know you will see a huge difference as you have this sort of mindset shift, but also a strategy shift because, you, as I said before, you'll be focusing on a simple strategy long term, which is your strategy shift and your mindset shift. You'll be removing those pressures, those shoulds, those have tos, and really looking at it as a supportive tool rather than something that is guiding and um, is really restrictive and pressured. I'm hoping that that really helps for today. And I will be back next week with another episode. Take care and speak to you soon. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this week's podcast with me, Kate Carter. I appreciate you so much. If you enjoyed this show, then please leave a review. 
Every month, I will pick a winner for a free 50-minute coaching session with me. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from listening to this podcast, then please share and help me reach more new entrepreneurs who could benefit from learning their own small steps to take. 